how does three and one feel? Not too shabby from over here. It's a glorious thing, fellas. It's a glorious thing. The rush hour. We ride on. We ride on. We stay in the middle of the traffic and we just keep keep moving towards the destination. Rush Nation. Let's ride. So um, for those of you who did not have the pleasure, uh, we are talking about yet another Cowboys victory. This is your favorite podcast, Boys Will Be Boys. I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. So guys, we're three and one. Cooper Rush is now four and oh as in his career as a starter. The first uh, cowboy ever. Let me just start by saying that the takes I've seen just today are fucking absurd. Like all day, I have seen people that are dead ass serious when they're saying like, I saw Stephen A. Smith say that like Cooper Rush is a better quarterback than overrated, overpaid Dak. I saw Colin Cowherd say Dak's already lost his job. It's already over. Like he's never going back in. I've seen, oh dude, it's crazy. And, And obviously a lot of that's just like the media, like trying to get, you know that that's a that's a hot take for the the purest of hot takes, white hot take. But it's really crazy to me that like basically Cooper Rush just doing his job. Like this is what a backup quarterback is for to like go in and like do enough to win, which is what he's doing. He's not like it's not like he's going in there and throwing five touchdowns. He threw two really bad interceptions yesterday that got bailed out by penalties and another deflection at the line that if a lineman turns around and just like looks up it's a pick six like so very close to three picks and i'm really glad none of that happened but they're acting like this dude went in there and threw six touchdowns and we've never seen dak prescott have a game where he went 15 of 27 for two touchdowns like it's crazy the perfume of winning man nothing smells last time dak won four in a row yeah, hell yeah. I'm just saying, man. Like only one stat like matters. It's the one side I didn't hear you say, and that is wins. Yeah. By the way, Cooper Rush <laughs> also been... also fourth in QBR, baby. <laughs> yeah, which is sick. Only QBR, Gino the best Smith, stat. Patrick, Mahomes. <laughs> right behind Geno Smith. Correct. And so, well, actually, Geno is low key balling. To be I'm not saying Geno isn't balling, but are you about to like make Geno Smith your franchise quarterback? No, I just he's he's had a good four games. I'm all. very happy for him. I'm very happy for Cooper Rush. I'm it's just crazy. Again, it's like this is like basically he's just done what he's supposed to do. Like, I really do think that if Dak Prescott was in for these four games and the best that the Cowboys had managed was 25 points in wins over three pretty bad teams, the the discussion would be very different. This the tone of this would be very different. Yeah, I mean, it's a it's a franchise player versus a guy that when he came in, everyone expected us to get dog walked in three straight. And for sure, he's won. You know, expectations are a big part. It's why Zeke Elliott Most gets definitely. called trash, and guys that come in and don't have his paycheck that have similar Saquon was generational <laughs> get called generational. Although he's he's back. If you haven't heard, oh, I've heard, I've heard Saquon is back. Sure. He is leading the NFL in rushing. He's officially back. Um, well, he's he's finally got he's finally got the uh, he's finally got the conditions that make Saquon successful, which is being down every game. The other teams in <laughs> prevent defense and doesn't care about giving up rushing yards. That's when Saquon has always been the best at his position. 
Um, yeah, I I don't know. The Cooper Rush thing is it it's great. I, I hear what you're saying. I I just think all that is such noise. I don't think anyone takes it different. It's so much different than. I mean, we were talking about them when Romo was out and Dak came in, right? Like a drafted sure. guy we hadn't seen, and Romo at that point was up there in age and the injury history had gotten really bad. Like Dak Definitely. isn't Dak isn't losing his job, and we. No. We asked on the pod last week what it would take to lose his job. I don't think we're we're close to that. Um, that said, Cooper close. Rush has by far exceeded, I think, everyone's expectations. Oh yeah, he's he's getting a uh, the induction into Canton. But dude, a lot of people thought that Will Greer was the better option at backup. We wanted Will the, Greer. Yeah, like he he looked more dynamic in the preseason for sure. Um, now other- I'll give some credit here to uh, to Kellen Moore. I think he's done a good job calling a good offense for Cooper Rush. Uh, yeah. The especially when you look at like longer throws, Cooper Rush has. That's when he shows his backup niche backup uh, ishness a little bit. Um, the pick, the interception uh, yesterday when he tried to throw to Noah Brown. Like even if Noah Brown doesn't get touched, that ball's way behind him. Like it's so there are moments where you're like, oh yeah, that's the that's the guy that we thought this guy was. Um, but in the base package that they're running, they're running like 12 personnel. They're letting him like make the like I think they're playing to his strengths really, really well and giving him complimentary uh, a complimentary playbook that works well. Now we didn't run the ball very effectively yesterday. Um, but I thought that they did enough to where it kept the defense honest and his play and his, his receiver showed up. I think the return of Gallup was really nice, even though he didn't put up huge stats, just having someone that would run deep on some of these routes made life a little easier for Cooper. Um, and credit to CD lamb. He had a much better day than he's, he's improved every single week from his abysmal week one. So still hasn't had a hundred yard game in a while though. I mean, 97 no, yards. That's not 100. Dude, I hate Zach. You're doing – oh, man. People did this for Dez for like a year, and it drove me nuts. Like, wow, it's been a long time since he, – he would have like a monster two-touchdown game. And like, well, he, he didn't get over the mythical 100 yards. So I know, he I must 97. I will say uh, – so CD had a He went through for 223. If, he, if, if Rush had come through 40 times, CD would have had a monster game. So the, so the last seven games of week two of last year, and then the first two weeks of this year, CG didn't have a touchdown. Now he said touchdowns in back to back weeks, mm-hmm. um, which is awesome. I mean, if all you do is just put up a, a tutty every week, you're doing something right at wide receiver this, for sure. Obviously, we were um, critical. I know uh, one of our co-hosts in particular towards CD, but I'll, I'll just say I thought he was the best player on the field on Sunday to me yeah certainly i would i would have to agree with that certainly on offense uh i'll tell you who it wasn't it wasn't the fucking heralded return of dalton fucking schultz (laughs) uh so dalton schultz was out last week and we kind of mentioned like "Ah, i didn't even notice that like jake ferguson and hendershot like did a pretty good job filling in uh they blocked well uh they made you know not incredible plays but like you know 20 to 50 yards each schultz returns zero catches on three targets two critical holding penalties because he can't block for shit. This is the man that I was told we needed to give $18 million to. This guy's a bum. The NFL's really weird with tight ends right now where everyone feels like David Njoku got a massive contract. He did. I remember when we were at 
at my bachelor party and we're like, that's strange. Golly, Dalton Schultz is going to look at that and lick his chops because Schultz has had better numbers than that guy. I mean, Dallas Goddard, when he got his extension, and I think Dallas Goddard's a fine tight end as much as we meme about him on this pod. Sure. But, golly, if you actually just look at his stats, just purely box score, watch him, his contract looks bonkers for what, oh, yeah. what he actually provides. Well, and like... Clearly, he wasn't enough of an, a weapon to, like, I mean, they looked like trash on offense last year, and they had to go, like, out and, you know, spend big the big bucks on getting A.J. Brown. So, like, they needed a real receiving threat. Dallas Goddard, if he was, like, an elite tight end, if he was Travis Kelsey, then, you know, that him and Devontae probably could have got it done, but they didn't. So they went and got A.J. Brown, who's been really good for them. Um all in all, honestly, I don't think there's much of a story to tell for the offense of either team. I do think that the Dallas Cowboys defense proved, I think they really solidified themselves as like, I'll say it, I think they're in the conversation for the best defense in the NFL right now. Um, certainly from like a pressure, like a passing defense perspective, they didn't play particularly well against the run. I was going to um, mention that, yeah. They I, gave I, up like 140 yards on the ground. Um, really, the 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 commanders seemed to do what I thought we would do, which is like they got to the edge. They ran the ball really well, like on the outside, which is what you'd think that the Cowboys would do with their, their personnel. But all in all, um, the, when we have that, the package that I love the most is the like Dorrance Armstrong tank, Micah, uh, Neville Gallimore, like that set is lethal, dude. Lethal. And a nice play where on the ball that uh, Diggs tipped away on the fourth down late in the game, they had like a sexy rush of – it was Tank. <laughs> uh, it was a Tank, Micah, I think Williams. Or was or, it or Dante, Dante Fowler had a hell Dante, of a game yeah, too. Yeah, I think yeah. It, was, it was Fowler, Williams, and then the other one was Armstrong. And Dorrance Armstrong, by the way, low-key breaking out. I mean, he's starting to really – every game I start to look up once or yep. twice and be like, holy shit, that was Dorrance Armstrong. Wow. Another question is, while he's out on the sidelines, is J. Ron Kerr slowly having his uh, his safety shine stolen by Donovan Wilson? Donovan Wilson has had his name called quite a bit these last two weeks. Also uh, – your favorite company, PFF, has him as the third best safety in the NFL. Right I mean, dude, he is he's never been like the best coverage guy, but he plays that like linebacker, that same thing Jaron Curse does. does. Like yeah, the, the, the linebacker role. safety, just like just lay the wood tone setter player. The he sideline to sideline guy. Yeah. yeah, he crushes that role. And they used him really well as the at the end of the game last week as a spy on Daniel Jones to stop his running threat. And then in this game, uh, they used him as like an extra pass rusher on certain downs, and it gave Wentz fits. I mean, they only got Wentz on the ground twice, but two intentional groundings, a ton of pressures, uncomfortable all night. Um, really enjoyed that. Really enjoyed that. DQ dials up a lot of really interesting stuff, which I really enjoy. Yeah, I think the defense, back to what you were saying as far as dominant, you know, there's been some talks – you even said we need to get a nickname. I was listening. Uh, I was just driving earlier today, and I was flipping through the radio stations, and they were hesitant to call them Doomsday 3. But, guys, I mean, we're talking four straight games opponent hasn't scored 20. I mean, part of this Cooper rush. Since 1973 that that's happened. Wow. 
See some uh, that's crazy. See some of that Cooper Rush love should really be on the defense because I mean this team just wasn't capable of doing this two three years ago. I mean yeah. we were out here putting up twenty five points and twenty two points and whatever we won with the week before nineteen or something twenty. Yeah. Um, I mean you're just not going to win a lot of football games doing that. Correct. Uh, so yeah, I mean this this defense to your point. I mean they've gotten. I mean, went through the ball 42 times, 170 yards, sacked twice, so they took that away. So basically 42, 44 pass plays for 155 yards, four yards in attempt. I mean, yeah, golly, man, they had that that bottled up. I mean, the, the run game got a little sloppy, especially um, their non-Gibson runners. They, they, they broke out a couple times, and he had one nice – architect of a drive um that he found Jahan Dotson open their only really nice drive of the game for the commanders um they took a 7-6 lead at that point but other than that I mean he just looked uh I guess what Zach called him right like the I can't remember what he exactly said the worst <laughs> QB in the league I mean he, just, he is he is who we thought he was yeah he's the dumbest quarterback in the league He's a goober dude he's a goofy goober and he looks like a goofy goober and he plays like a goofy goober Good thing is I saw that whatever goodwill he had still in Washington, that's all gone. They're the last people holding on to Wentz uh, revenge tour. They finally oh, all accepted that this guy is just trash. They're never gonna live down the "We Want Dallas" chant. Like every time we oh. beat them in a row, it just gets worse and worse. There's like some rap song that went around today. Some Commanders fan had filmed like this whole music video for like a Washington rap song and like. The, the chorus was like them chanting, we want Dallas. And it was like, that's embarrassing, dude. You yeah. don't want Dallas. And let me tell you, we will never chant, we want Washington. It'll never happen. Like, we don't, we barely know you exist. Well, it's like, a bad <laughs> franchise. They have, what, one winning season in the past eight, I yeah. believe. And that was an eight, seven, and one team with rookie Chase Young and the weird 2020 year where, Dak yeah. was hurt the whole year. I mean, Everyone like, in the division sucked except them. Like, and not, and they didn't not suck. Well, they, they sucked, sucked too. The least. They, they, didn't, yeah. they had a nice they front seven. That was pretty much. Yeah. It. They, had, they had rookie Antonio Gibson, which was his only good year, and then uh, the, did, the Bama mean, boys the and Jace Young. Yeah, so, dude, just super rough for them. Um, they're they're completely in free fall at this point in Heineke, which they are fully. I fully see like tons of calls for Heineke to be the QB again already, which is heard, that's got to be so shitty, dude. The, the, the comments I saw about Wentz were people saying, "Look, guys, he needs to start because it's the only way we we could possibly go one in sixteen and get DJ Stroud." <laughs> they have a point, dude. They they never are bad enough to go get a franchise quarterback and. And the one time they did have that kind of pick, they used it on Chase Young, which I don't blame them for. Like Chase Young was that level of talent. Um, but man, he's been, I have to say, kind of a disappointment. I, I think you'd have to say. Um, injury, but it's weird how long it's taken him to come back. That must have been pretty. That, well, that's what I mean. I mean. I'm not saying he's like a bust, like a bum. It's just that like they have not gotten the ROI you'd expect when you go spend the number two overall pick on a defensive end. Yeah, and he was scary his rookie year. I mean, he was, but he, had, you know, we talked about this. I mean, as good as he looked, I mean, Micah fucking was unworldly last year. Yeah. Like, I, I and uh, you'd have to think that that's what they expected out of him was like to get a, and you know who they a passed Chase on? Young type guy. 
I mean, yeah, Joe Burrow went first in that draft. They took Chase Young, and then Tua went fifth. Herbert went sixth. I think they'd gladly – obviously, Herbert's a stud, but they gladly would have taken either of those guys at five or six. Yeah. Back, I think. So, And, I mean, yeah, to get a seven-and-a-half sack season out of him rookie, which is good. I mean, really good for a rookie. It's not Micah, which is, you know, you can't hold guys to that standard. But And then one-and-a-half last year in nine games, which is – not good and then mm. hasn't played a game since which is tough like oh man i'm glad that that is uh that is not our current situation so yeah man i mean cowboys defense i think they are nearing i mean obviously four games is two we learned last year you can't judge anything off of four games i mean four games into last year i was 100 convinced that we were winning the super bowls zach said we weren't gonna bowls. lose another game we shouldn't have but of course, you know, after Cooper Rush showed us who he was, we just had to put Dak back in. And then our season disappeared. I mean, how much better is Cooper Rush than Dak Prescott? Let's just start there. Let's really open this up now. I mean, he has the best win percentage of any quarterback. That's all that matters. That's, That's all that matters. Day. I don't care how if it's a good win, ugly win, just that you get the win. He's a real Jimmy G, you know, real Jimmy Garoppolo. Garoppolo had like the shittiest stats when he started nine and one. But look, but Garoppolo, to his credit, got drafted in the second round. I don't know. It'll take a long time for Cooper Rush to get there. But I think he's I think he's made himself some money on the reel. He really has. And I'm wondering if we're going to keep him next year or if we're going to trade him. So I'm sure there's plenty of teams that would offer for him. You but would I'm not starting to like I don't think if you, you get have first a stat form, like this, you're going to get some sort of offer. I mean, right? From somewhere. Like someone's gonna give you at least some money. I mean, right now the Texans, they make stupid trades. Well, you're right. Actually, it would be trade. So he's under contract. He signed a two year two million dollar contract, essentially. Mm-hmm. So wow. This question is you know, for that money, I, I kinda wanna I wanna keep him. Of course. I mean, you don't I mean, get good active quarterbacks like it that depends. commonly. You know, they could, you know, look what the Eagles did with Foles, right? And I think that's mm-hmm. maybe what we're seeing. Like, that I mean, could be the it, level of Cooper Rush, like a Nick Foles level, like low-end starter, high-end backup, and those guys get a lot of money. If we can um, get a first-round pick for him from a shit team. God. I, I would dream. I, would, I, would I, don't, go for I don't think I don't think anybody would. I You know. I, I don't because the teams that – need it are also me the ones that are going to be drafting really high next year plus you'd have to not only trade for him but then pay him so you just well it's, that's true but i mean but if you got even a much. third or a second i might consider it um I about a third well it depends on how much he's going to cost i don't well, really know and it just depends i mean if he gets for a backup quarter if he starts the next two games and he gets smoked then it wouldn't even be a discussion probably mm-hmm. um someone will probably pay him yeah. Well, uh, Zach, I don't know where you want to go with this. The Cowboys do win 25-10. to 10. It was a game that was never really in doubt. Washington That's... did have a slight 7-6 to six lead before the Cowboys answered with a 15-play, 75-yard drive that was capped off with a Michael Gallup return touchdown, which was pretty sick to see. I was really happy for uh, old Gallup. He didn't, he didn't do a lot in this game, just two catches, but uh, getting the TD there was pretty sick. He does what he does, which is he never really – he's not the leading receiver. But he makes those catches that you need. 
Yeah, very well said. And, you know, this was a get his feet wet type of mm-hmm. game, you know. I'll say, but uh, yeah. you know, leading into this game, you were uh, you were kind of nervous. I was. You kept saying, like, you, you really didn't like that everyone th- thought we were going to win. I didn't. I woke up Sunday, though, and put a bet on us, and I felt pretty good once I mm-hmm. once I made that I, call. I bet so, on us as well. Yeah, we did. We I covered mean, easily. You, know what? you were right. Easy. You were right. I just, I don't know. Everyone was picking us to win. Everyone was so hyped. I Actually, what, what did it for me, I was listening to uh, Sirius XM, and they were doing, like, a, I was just listening to the NFL channel, and they were previewing the games, and both the guys doing it were like, can you believe this line? And I was like, yeah, I wonder what they're going to say. Like three points. Oh my gosh. It's like that. I just don't get. And they were both <laughs> just incredulous about how is this line only three? They're like, well, it must be Cooper rush, but I mean, Cowboys at home, they won two in a row because Washington might be one of the worst teams in the league. He's like, yeah, I, I would expect that to go up to six. And I was like, well, fuck it. I'll pass. And look, no. I mean, the defense did look good rush and the, the offense looked Okay, you know, they had a nice they had a couple mm-hmm. nice field goal drives, they had the touchdown, and then uh, I'm I mean once they got I, the second I touchdown. Have a question. Do you think we would be winning these games if we still had Zerline? Ooh. Yeah, I don't think we're winning based on field goals, but I think it it helps. It's crazy you know, that a lot Mars of our points have been from uh field goals these last three games. A yeah. lot of them have. And it's we weird just, how this game, sure, how comfortable up, how comfortable but. I feel with Maher. Like every time I see him line up a kick, now I'm confident it's actually going to go. That in, is, which is a really weird feeling. It's really shocking to me, but I, mean, I, I have the same. Thought. Even like his first one, I think was 52, and I was like, "Yeah, he's good from there." Dude, he had the he had a nice little draw on the kick. You know, I'm yeah. back. By the way, I got oh. a baby on my chest now. He's okay. This is bouncing with dad. Yeah, he hit from 52. Or 53, 49, and 28. I forgot about that chip shot field goal. That sucked. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know about Zerline. I, I, I thought you were going to ask how many of these games we would have won with Dak, and I think the answer is still all three. <laughs> that's oh, what, yeah. That's what people keep giving Cooper Rush credit, that there's never a game right now where he's done something so incredible where I'm like, whoo. Well, here's, here's, the, here's the big call, right? So, like, they go to the L.A. on Sunday. If... They play Cooper Rush. There's a good chance that Cooper Rush kind of comes up short because you might need to score a lot of points against the Rams. If you play Dak, which it sounds like Dak wants to play on Sunday, and he doesn't look good, then the noise gets really loud. The worst-case scenario for Dak, and I don't think it would be for Dallas, but if they rush – well, besides a Dak injury, if they put Dak back and they lose back-to-back games to the Rams and Eagles with Dak starting into the bye, that gets really – that's when the noise gets really loud. And even, I don't think, I hesitate to say we wouldn't go there because we are just as reactionary as everyone else in this, this, this league that covers it. But that said, I, I, I think that's the worst case scenario, or you could convince me if Cooper rush wins against the Rams and then Dak starts against the Eagles and we get smoked. That would be a pretty bad look too for Dallas. I think it's really just going to depend on how the offense looks. If it looks like it did, when he was in charge against no Tampa, people, we were just people going will just say outs. it's about wins. I know that, I know that, but same point. I mean, I, you know, honestly, most fan things that I have seen have been not agreeing with Cooper's better than Dak. People saying that, but I don't see a lot of it. 
I think it's more non Cowboys fans. Like I see, except for like Skip Bayless. Skip Skip Bayless was on television today saying that like Shannon Sharp is standing there being like, I mean, Dak owns the 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 Washington football team. He he would have killed them too. And then Skip was like, uh, Dak had a game last year against Washington where he had a QBR of ten. It was like, okay, man, well, like (laughs) he had a touchdown and two picks in that game. It wasn't a great game, but it's. When you say it like that, like it makes it sound like he had one of the worst football games in existence. Look, and look, Tampa has honestly shredded everyone except Mahomes, who is an alien. Which, by the way, I saw a stat. Two quick pivots here that are definitely going to take us off track, but it is what it is. Uh, Mahomes playing the number one defense in the NFL in his career is now six and one, averaging like thirty-four Jesus. points a game, and also. Speaking of QBR, uh, I saw Baker Mayfield has the worst QBR in the NFL this year, 15 points lower than whoever would have been last last year. Justin Fields is 15 points above him. And Sam Donald, who was third worst in the NFL last year, has a would have had a 15 point higher than Baker. So Baker's pretty much playing historically bad. That's uh, a, that's really insane. I mean, dude, Mahomes, that touchdown he scored from like the three yard line, that like flip touchdown. It was oh, one was of the beautiful. craziest things I've ever seen, dude. I mean, <laughs> he spun out of Devin White. That's like spinning out of a Micah Parsons tackle. Yeah, it's it's absurd. I mean, he's he's otherworldly. Um, I want to back to what we were talking about before, though. Sorry, yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm saying, yeah, Skip Bayless might have said something. I mean, that's like saying Jerry Springer said something. Jerry sure, Springer agree. Well, that's agreed. where the, we got to talk about where the noise is really going to come from. Like, it it's once casual fans start saying it to Dak's point. I don't really think. The Shady McCoys, Colin Cowherd, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless's aside, who are just side shows, right? National yeah. media, fill the airtime, whatever. Shock job. Any coaches listening to them. Or I, at least I don't attention. even know coaching. I mean, what happened in Dallas when it got really contentious was there is a legit part of the fan base that wanted Romo back and a legit part of the fan base that wanted wanted Dak to keep starting. And so yeah. I don't think we've even come close to that yet i think most sane fans are saying hey yeah Dak's gonna be the guy Dak's gonna be the guy but it would be really weird i mean i I don't know how long like at what point would a leash get pulled on Dak? you know like let's say let's say cooper rush does go out and i know i know it's all hypothetical but let's say he he went out beat the rams Dak came back like how many losses in the row of Dak looked bad would it take to get benched? I mean, if we're talking about like get benched or for if fans to start wanting him to get benched, like no, for that actually get benched. very loud. Four? If it's like Tampa Bay bad, yeah, I think he's got four games of like truly looking like he can no like something broke and he can no longer play quarterback competently. He'd have to show like, like, a like Wentz at the regression. end. Yeah, I was gonna say Wentz at like the yeah, end. Yeah, agree. That's a good way to put it. That's a good way to put it. Finally, they were like, man, you just look so bad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we just can't do this anymore. Or, or they'd have to have something like scientifically attributable. Like, yeah, when he broke his hand, his grip changed, and he can no longer like spin the ball. Like in the, you know what I mean? Like something like truly like that, where it's like, well, like the Dak that you that you are thinking of when you think of good Dak is gone. Like that may never return. Like that is that is something that I think would change the calculation. Now, even in that scenario, I don't think they're going to roll with Cooper Rush long term. I think that would just mean we're going to put Cooper rush back in for now and like try to fix that situation with the draft or free agency or whatever in, in the long run. I mean, not immediately, obviously, but right. 
Yeah, right. man, I, I hope um, Dak's okay. Like, I, I would love it. I mean, dude, with the way the defense is playing, if Dak can come back in and give us, like, 80%, 90% of what we saw at the peak last year offensively, like, we, this is a Super Bowl team. This is – you don't, don't – you just don't, don't need to be back, that right? good. You just don't need to yeah. be that good to win a Super Bowl when you have a defense that can do what this defense can do. <laughs> and we've seen better teams. I mean, think about Peyton, Man- Peyton Manning's last year in Denver, right? Just absolute buster of them. I mean, there's a ton of examples of defenses yeah. being the Trent catalyst Dilfer to run. Like I mean, heck, I, I was actually, when you were gone, Andy, I compared Cooper Russell to Jimmy G, right? Oh, yeah. They were winning sure. all those games, and he really wasn't the reason they were winning, but they also kept winning, so he, you know, gets the credit for the wins. Yeah. And that's exactly I mean, what you, you wanted to say. You were trying to say something. Yeah, I was going to say, that, like, I was thinking earlier today, like, what's one part of this team that I really want to improve? And the answer is the run defense. I feel like yeah, if, we, get was, that, if yeah. we can stop them with the, through the run the same way we can stop them in the air, I'd say, yeah, there's no limit. It doesn't Bro, matter. If this if, team could figure out a way to trade offense. the Jets for Leonard Williams, like, oh, my God. Dude. Trade him Coop. Sorry, Quentin Williams, not Leonard Williams. Quentin Williams. Yeah, dude, trade. if we could if, – if the Jets would take – a Cooper, a Cooper rush for Quentin Williams trade straight up after we knew that Dak was okay. Uh, I would fucking take it in a heartbeat. Cause I think, yeah, I agree with you. Like, obviously I, I see, I see flashes from Neville Gallimore. I see flashes from Quentin Bohanna. I see flashes from uh, Osa, um, Odigizua, but all of them are better in the pass rush penetration side of defense. And we do that really well, but even like Micah, like, we saw this on Sunday. The best way to neutralize a player like Micah is to run the ball directly at him because he's trying to rush the passer. And so when he gets engaged directly one-on-one with a blocker who is down like a stalemate, like a complete half-half stalemate is a win for the offensive line in that scenario, you know, and because Micah's trying to shed that block and get to the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, an, an O-lineman can just like tie Micah up and then let the running back or Micah's trying to get to the edge and the offensive lineman's like, Hey, sweet! I'll just ride you all the way out of the play. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we can go as far left as you want to, man, or as far back as you want, because the running back can just cut back and get behind. And that's how they were getting a lot of those runs. Was like getting a rat, getting between like the interior defensive line and the micas, the well, D-Laws, et cetera. Our, I feel a lot of the the rushing success to that point, Andy, has been the outside runs. I mean, that's how yeah. Tampa, when everyone was once again finding things to nitpick about digs was they just power ran to the left side and said, Hey, we're going to make your corners tackle. And Dallas doesn't really have good tackling corners. I mean, not a lot of teams no. do, but we certainly, that's not why they pay Trayvon Diggs and, you know, Anthony Brown for. So no. And, and Trayvon Diggs, like, man, the story continues. With, you mentioned his name. Anthony Brown is the new Cheeto Ouzier and that like, my man is not a bad player, but he's on the receiving end of just like the worst fucking moments. Of, that you can be in as a corner like either he'll like for one moment in a, in a game he'll like give up a soft zone and it'll turn into like the perfectly thrown zone beater ball that turns into a big play it does or he gets beat he got like beat by jayhan he got beat by jayhan doxon for that touchdown and it was like he wasn't mm-hmm. playing that bad it was just a really well designed play and a really well thrown ball um but yeah that sucks, man. Because I, I really, he's playing so high above his grade, dude. Like from where he was drafted, he was like, what, a fifth round pick? Six. And he's on a, a six round pick, dude. Like that's a guy that should barely make it out of camp. And Anthony Brown's on like year seven. Like, Think how many corners we've drafted in front of him to try and steal his job. 
It just yeah. hasn't happened yet. Speaking of corners, by the way, can we talk about how when J. Luke got the groin injury, Kelvin Joseph, the highly lauded second-round pick, did not touch the field. It was Deron Bland who's in there, and yeah. the kid goes out there and gets himself an interception to seal the game. That's big for both of those players, in my opinion. Deron Bland had a great preseason. He's a camp darling for a lot of guys. He had a great game, obviously. A he pick did? is huge for a guy that, that early in his career. And, man, starting to think that this coaching staff uh, maybe thinks that Kelvin Joseph just needs to be a full-time rapper instead of a part-time rapper. Also, part-time murderer. I have to mention it every time we mention him. Accessory to murder. Accessory. That's fair. That's fair. Allegedly. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, obstruction of justice as as yeah. but they, they can all, I mean, they can all learn from Trayvon dude the guy is just continuing to take steps yeah, let's, forward let's let's go there you know we've, oh, yeah. we've kind of bounced around everything this game um zach i'll even begin with you if you want do you want you you want to give some Trayvon praise oh he has just shown that even when he's not getting interceptions that he is making a difference that he is shutting people down i mean this game i don't have his stats on me right now it's what one reception that he allowed Two catches for 16 yards. Yeah, that's uh, three three that's passes one on, defense. One on scary Terry is what you're thinking. Uh, three three okay. ridiculous p- passes defense. An interception. And I'll say this: I think a couple of those PDs last year, he would have tried to pick those off, like maybe go for him earlier, and maybe get burned on a couple of them. And instead, he picked the correct one to intercept. Which literally, it looks like Carson Wentz is throwing a dime of a pass to Trayvon Diggs. Like, it is full wide receiver mode as soon as he's down the field, which is awesome. Then the other ones, he makes really smart decisions around, like, which balls to tip and just get them out of the play. And I think you're seeing the maturity, the maturing of Trayvon Diggs into what he will ultimately become, which is always, like, more of a gambler than uh, Darrell Rebus. I don't think he's ever going to be – maybe he will, but it seems like he's always going to be more of a risk taker than a non the Asamoah type total suffocating shutdown corner. Um, but getting wiser as he grows into the league about this is the ball to pick, this is the ball to tip out of the way. And man, what a difference. I mean, he get hit the his pet the pass rating against him on Sunday was 0.0. I mean, is they they Washington made a decision before that game. They were not afraid to throw at Trayvon Diggs and it bit them in the ass squarely. Like Terry McLaurin was not a factor and Okay, Washington made that decision or Wentz? Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever. I don't know how it works over there, but I think we should also just point out that they just own scary Terry. Unless yeah, he has, does. He's done nothing. This has just completely dominated him in every aspect. Agreed. Yeah, I mean it, and I love scary Terry, but he is he's he Diggs has gotten the best of him. Washington fans <laughs> cling to that one rep where he beat Diggs on a bad double move and didn't get the ball. And I'm like, okay, fair. He got him on a route he probably should have, but what about the other 400 snaps they played against each other now? Speaking of double moves, dude, I got to give some credit to, you know, like like you said at the beginning, I've done my fair share of shitting on Sedarian Lamb. Can I, real quick? His touchdown. Oh, yes, please go ahead. Sorry, I I didn't want to end on, just to to keep going on the Diggs thing before before we pivot. Um. 16 interceptions now in his first 25 starts. Um, Dumb. Also knocked that play away on the fourth down one-handed, which was sick. Amazing. Um, I mean, I don't know what to say. Even PFF, who's given him a stupid low grade for the year, put him on their second best corner of the week award. I don't know who they gave Jack Jones or some motherfucker first. But 
Even PFF, who are the biggest Diggs haters, gave him. They said it was the best game of his career, graded wise. So, um, wow, and I have to so, say, uh, I mean, honestly, that might have been and the last point I have on Diggs. Uh, I think McCarthy pointed this out to last year. Even when you could, even if he took the yards out, one of the kind of the things that Diggs did get nitpicked on was penalties. I think he was penalized eleven times yeah. last year. No penalties yet this year. He's been very clean while he's been playing. Yeah, well, go go read uh, go read the Commanders subreddit. He uh, PI'd Scary Terry on literally every snap yesterday, and the refs refused to call it because Jerry has the refs in his pocket. So, well, good. I mean, Diggs is getting superstar treatment then. That's what I like doing. it. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, I'm down. Cool. He continues to amaze, man. I really think he's going to be something special. I mean, we're going to have to pay him like something special, but that's okay. As long as he continues to play like that, I'm more than oh, willing to oh, break him one off, of those good pay the check. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but hey, like like I said, another guy we're probably going to end up paying. And speaking of double moves, the route on the CD Lamb touchdown, dude. They showed it a couple times. He Ooh. ran this post corner post route against I don't know who was covering him for Washington, but he made this kid. He shook this kid out of his shoes so hard. Now, obviously, the joke here is I'm glad he caught it, right? Because like he did body catch this touchdown, which I hate. I want him to catch the ball with his fucking hands. It makes me so upset to watch it happen, but. Man, beautiful route. I mean, he is a, a freakish athlete in the open field, and the touchdown looks super fucking easy. Um, it seems like Cooper and, and CD are starting to hook up, and I like that when you're in the position that Cooper rushes in, like the nerves – I'm sure he, the nerves are starting to go away, um, but it's easy to like, you know, kind of choke one out. And I feel like especially with a, after a play like he had the other night on Monday Night Football where – he throws this bomb to a wide open CD and the dude just drops it. It'd be easy to be like, okay, I'm just going to throw to guys. I know will catch it. Cause I'm never letting that happen again. To his credit, he told CD and he has, you know, backed up the talk. He continues to throw his way like a lot. So that is, that is great. Cause I think CD needs the, uh, the volume to really like enact his redemption. Yeah, he was great. I mean, see, I, I said early on, I thought, best player on the field for, for Dallas. That was a fantastic route. He had a play too, where I think he caught three straight balls on their yeah. first or second drive or third, maybe their touchdown drive. I mean, he really, now, he could have had another touchdown, except he did his little passive wait for the ball to come to me thing. Again, I was still a little mad about that, but I'm not going to sit here and bitch about that when he's got a hundred and a touchdown and a game, we win by two scores. So CD had a great game, his best game of the season by a long shot. Um, he's gotten better every single week. Like, more catches, more yards, look, more he touchdowns. Was the, he was the year, one every... guy that the Jones family really took to air to call out, right? After yeah. the Tampa game. I mean, certainly we were criticizing him, but it's one thing for that to come from the internal Cowboys camp. And he was the guy that, of everyone who played poorly, which there was a ton of them on week one, he was really the guy that they, they got in their crosshairs. And he's been, he's been very solid the last two weeks. Dude, so, after week two, Drew Pearson – a dead ass came out on some podcast and said that he was dishonoring the 88. So like my man That's was getting high, it from all. Yeah. And like at that point, dude, some guys will fold. You know what I mean? There are guys that cannot handle that. And CD, it seems the pressure has made diamonds thus far. So it'd be awesome for him to have a huge game in LA. I would love nothing more than for CD to have a, like Dez-esque game against the Eagles. I mean, nothing, few games in my Cowboys fandom career will ever top the night that uh, 
Des Bryant ended Bradley Fletcher's entire career, just like three touchdowns, all of them more embarrassing than the last uh, to just destroy the Eagles' hopes and dreams. I would love for CD to have a game like that in the link in two weeks. That'd be incredible. I would too. I would too. Um, I think he's ascending still. I mean, he's still a baby. I mean, he's only 23 years old, so I think he certainly can get even better. And um, yeah, I mean, that was a that was another a great game for for 88. Absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, that that's there's not a ton else to say about I feel like about Washington. Um, now all eyes turn to this uh, matchup with the Los Angeles Rams coming up here. Uh, obviously, the Rams are the defending Super Bowl champions. Um, they have a lot of playmakers you're going to be going up against. Uh, you know, this offensive line, which I have to say, for an area of incredible concern going into the year, they have played very admirably. Tyler Smith has played out of his mind. Terrence Steele has played incredibly impressively. Um, so they're going to be going up against Aaron Donald, obviously. That is never good. The man that trains with knives is pretty scary year in, year out. And you're going to have to, as you know, the backside of that defense with Trayvon Diggs, you're going to have to get ready to go up against the duo of Matt Stafford and Cooper Cup. Um, have you guys watched much Rams football this year? And how do you feel about our chances? Uh, you know, I guess we can talk about both scenarios, one with Dak, one with Cooper Rush. Z, you want it or me? Uh, I'll take it. Um, I watched quite a bit of the first game. Actually, I think I watched all of it. I have not seen too much of the Rams since. Uh, did my mic just go out for a second? No, you're good. No, you sound uh, good. Uh, last I checked, I'm not able to watch this game just looking at it. But yeah, they're losing now to the 49ers, so I'm just going to assume they're going to lose the entire game and be 2-2. Two and two. Nice. Love it. Uh, I mean, I think it's the first real challenge for Rush. It's the first good team that he's going to play. And this, I, you know, all my gut and everything tells me, like, yeah, we're going to lose this. But I don't think we will. You know, I think just rush hour is going to continue. We're going to win for no fucking reason. Some stupid okay. shit's going to happen. I like it. I think, honestly, it's going to come down to this how this defense plays. Um, just like you said, it's the biggest, the first real challenge for rush. I think it's the first true test for this defense, like a really elite offense coming in, coming to play. Um, I think Rush has a ceiling on him as far as offensive production goes. Like if you need, you know, somewhere right now as he continues to, I think he's getting better. Um, I think if you can hold the Rams to under 30, you've got a chance. And if you can do, if you somehow do what you've done for the last four weeks and you hold them under 20, which would be crazy. Um, I think you could definitely win with Cooper Rush. Um, so it'll, it'll really depend on what kind of game it is. Like, I don't think I'm not confident Cooper rush can win a boat race with Matt Stafford and Cooper cup. Um, but in a grinded out, you know, who can score two touchdowns first kind of game. Like they played the last couple weeks, Coop might be able to pull that off. Um, now if Dak goes in and plays, then it's a totally different calculation. Uh, obviously it depends which Dak we get. If we get the Dak that we, you know, hope he's capable of being, then, I'm very, I'm pretty confident, man. I feel good about that. Dak, you know, piloted the number one offense in the NFL last year. Uh, now he's got maybe the best defense in the NFL. That sounds like a winning combination. 
Um, but if he looks like he looked week one, we'll really struggle to beat anybody. So we'll find out. B-Walk, what do you think? I've been uh, long known as a McVeigh fanboy. I still am. I think he's a – Yeah, he's pretty cool. You think he's just a genius when it comes to offensive schemes. I mean, Cooper he, Cup He is what is, people want Cliff to be. <laughs> yeah. Cooper Cup is almost always somehow lined up and put in situations where he's running against safeties and linebackers. And uh, they, they do such a good job of matching up with him that it won't be just for casual fans out there. It's not going to be Madden where Trayvon Diggs shadows Cooper cup around the field. Cooper cup plays out of the slot. Majority of his snaps, they move him around everywhere. He might get a couple where Diggs is the guy there, but in general, it's going to probably be Jordan Lewis. I don't know about that groin. If he's out, then I'm nervous because that means you're probably looking at rookie Duran Bland, and that seems like a really tough task. I I, I got trial by faith. fire. Yeah, I got faith in in the defensive line to to not let him run around too long, and faith in DQ to figure something out. But I mean, he's been a problem for everybody for the last two seasons, especially. So yeah, uh, the run game is really bad right now. They their offensive line has really struggled. Um, neither of their running backs are very scary, whether it's Henderson or Cam Akers. Uh, both those guys. Cam Akers had a nice start to his career. I don't think he's done very good since. Uh, Not fantasy, what they wanted out of him. Fantasy sure. managers out there can certainly uh, relate for those who <laughs> play fantasy football and took him high. He's been a sore disappointment. They signed Allen Robinson to be their number two guy and fill that OBJ Robert Woods role, and he's been invisible for three weeks. Yeah, That's probably the say. guy you're going to have digs and Brown on most of the game. So, I mean, it really is just, can you contain in my mind, Cooper cup and, and Stafford? I mean, Stafford's arm, he also had like a weird surgery this year and he's just not throwing it as deep as much. I, I don't, I don't know the Rams. I, I have a lot of faith in McVay, but I think they're a little more beat up than they were last year. They certainly aren't humming. And uh, last I looked to Zach's point, they're, struggling in the first half of this game so they do appear mortal they they you know they lost von miller which it's you know say what you defense. want he's a good guy he's a really good player uh it, you know don it sounds like aaron donald almost retired so who knows what the whole yeah. situation is with him. Paid him you know yeah exactly um, um and then yeah offensives really come down to to that duo so yeah look you know. they 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 had a weird right they got blown out by the rams then they won an ugly game against the Falcons where it looked like they were going to blow them out. The Falcons are bad. Falcons kind of sneaked back into that with some bad Stafford turnovers. Yeah. And then they beat a Cardinals team that it looks like it's probably the end of Cliff Kingsbury in my mind. I think the Cardinals are real close to uh, imploding. But, yeah, I, I guess I, my point is this is not as scary a Super Bowl contender as they were a couple years ago They don't or last year. Their feet don't seem to be under them, so I'm not as scared as I was when I first saw them on the calendar. That said, I do think defensively, um, Jalen Ramsey, you know, paired up with Aaron Donald on defense is always going to cause problems, especially for that interior line of the Cowboys that's been so good. You know, with, with with Martin and Peters there, I feel a little bit better about containing that man-child, but yeah. I don't know. I still think... The Rams just seem to be a team that find a way to win, and I still think McVay will do enough trickery, and I don't know. I I don't know what the line is. Do you? 
I haven't seen, but uh, we were the last I saw, uh, we were uh, six point dogs. Yeah, geez. See, I, 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 that's so that's that's a that's so you know, a they're at home. I, that's a three, that's a that feels about three right. point, three that point feels, favorites in a neutral. Side. That feels about right. I think they'll just do enough. I think they have enough. I think they have enough professionals on that that team, enough championship grit, all that you know, cliche bullshit people throw out. Um, if I had to pick, I'd, I'd, I'd say 24 to, uh, I'm going to say 16 for Dallas. Okay. Okay. Zach, you got a score. Zach, now we can't hear you. Your mic's no, we can't up. hear you. Okay. Yeah. One second. I'm trying to find the updated line real quick. I saw five and a half just now. Okay, I don't even see it. Like I said, you know, my gut tells me we're gonna lose, but uh, my heart says that we're gonna win. Uh, Cowboys, eighty to nothing. I like it. Sweet. I like it. Let me say this: this is gonna come. I think there's a lot of parity in these two teams. You know, they have their Aaron Donald, we have our Micah Parsons. They have their Jalen Ramsey, we have our Trayvon Diggs. It's gonna come down to who's got the better boy genius. And my money's on Kellen fucking Moore. Oh, hell yeah. So I'm going. Cowboys win this one 27 to 20. I was pretty damn close last week. I said we were going to win. I can't remember what I said. I think I said we were going to win. 27 like to 10. 27 to 10. We ended up winning 25 to 10. So couldn't get that safety. But yeah, I'm going 27 20. Cowboys win this one. And they go into. Uh, a game with the uh, with the Eagles. Oh baby, that's going to be a real fun matchup. I mean, I hate to look a week ahead, especially with a game like the Rams, because like that's not a team you could just overlook. But my God, dude, if, if this Cowboys team, which had been completely written off by, even by myself, goes in, if we are the Denver Broncos to their last year's Cowboys, like if we're the team that punches them in the mouth and wakes them up from the dream. That will just be unlimited level of sweet. Like if they, if we beat, if we dog walk them in the link, if it's like forty to seven, that will be the funniest thing in the world. Like I would die laughing because like they were full on like we're a week removed from Jalen Hurts is the MVP, the Eagles are winning the Super Bowl. Like people are still saying that they they barely squeak by the Jags. Jalen Hurts with a classic like 219 yard zero touchdown one interception game a classic Jalen Hurts affair. It was a really bad game the only reason they won is their uh defense ball they got out. great defense yeah they got great defense uh Trevor Lawrence became the only player in NFL history to lose four fumbles in the same mm. game hate to see that for T-Dog I, I, I was gonna get <laughs> like there on, I was gonna get there on our book report but it's it's a tough it was tough boys but dude I, I think they're mortal as fuck dude I think they're mortal as fuck. They are pretenders. So well, I let's get it. through this week, baby. If we get to if the rush hour continues, one more on. I felt a little bit better as we previewed it and really broke it down that we have a better chance than when I first. I've just I've had this as an L like pretty much since Dak went down. Even before you Dak, I thought before it was be you never yeah. believed oh. in this team, Ben. You've always <laughs> doubted us. You're a bandwagon fan, Ben. Fairweather fan. Hey, I was the only one who didn't. Well, I was gonna say I did read a eulogy on episode two but i was gonna say i'm not the only one who didn't completely write us off after dak went down 
So well, good, good, good news. We didn't even post episode two, so <laughs> no one knows we had those thoughts. <laughs> oh shit! Well, good. I, no one knows I read a eulogy. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know, fellas. Um, what do we what, what do we want to go to? Star Love Goat. Let's do it. Star Love Goat reset for the fans. Basically, our player of the game doesn't have to be the best player. Just whoever stood out to you. You know, we have a. Uh, um, Sometimes it's a coach, even sometimes it's it's something wild. Brian Anger won one one year. That was pretty sick. So. He's not winning it this fucking week, dude. Let me <laughs> tell you that. Fucking shank. That was actually the most surprising thing we didn't get to. Brian Anger shanked a punt. That was yeah, dude. We lost really an opportunity. We had to punt from our we had to punt from our own end zone in the fourth quarter, like up like a score and a half. And this motherfucker shanks one. It's like a thirty yard punt. Goes out on like the twenty eight yard line. I was like, damn it, Brian, not a good time, dude. I also want to point out real quick, uh, we're going to go on quickly so I can't respond, but Tony Pollard sucked this game, Zach. Just point that out. <laughs> That's all Kellen Moore's fault. <laughs> he didn't see him correctly. Hey, I, I will say but, this. Yeah, no, he was I told, awful. I, that, was, that was a I, terrible stat line. He, he, he looked bad, but honestly, the plays that I, when I went back and watched all his runs, the plays that really stood out to me were, dude, Zach Martin got beat badly by Jonathan Allen on a couple of those run plays. And he was able to penetrate and get to Tony Parker, like Tony Par- uh, Tony Pollard right when he got the ball, which I can't really put on TP. So hopefully Zach's not injured and he's all good. He got that little ankle thing late in the game. Obviously we want Zach to continue to be Zach, but I was very surprised by that because you don't normally see Zach Martin get beat by anybody. And he had a couple plays where he got absolutely dominated by Jonathan Allen. So yeah, we need to point out real quick, the offensive line, uh, no complaints here. I know they didn't get much in the run game, but uh, Cooper Rush only sacked one time. I I, yeah, I haven't even clean. seen. I haven't even seen. Well, yeah, it would have been more, but whatever. Tyler Smith, I haven't even seen his name pop up. I've been so impressed. Perfect. With that kid. So yeah. great, dude. I mean, he's the only rookie lineman that's getting thrown in to play like le- starting left tackle for a contender. You know what I mean? And he's just playing right up to snuff. It's amazing. I'll also quickly, before we move on, just point out I'm actually shocked by how little sacks Wentz got. Technically only two, really four, because he did those stupid fucking intentional grounding shit to try to avoid them. Well, you also have like to remember four, they got they got at least six. They got they got sacked nine times last game. Like their yeah. entire plan for this week was like keep him off the ground. So like lots of short passes, lots of screens, tons of run game. And yeah, he was chunking the ball like into the third row half the time. So like, I mean, would I have liked to get more sacks? Absolutely. I certainly thought the pass rush was still very disruptive, and that's all you really need. Oh, it was. It's not a criticism. Like, oh, we should have done better. I'm just surprised uh, Wentz didn't do worse. I'm surprised my Wentz heart didn't hold on to it longer. My heart breaks for Micah though. Mike, Mike, Micah so was so close on that one, also and somehow Wentz squiggled out of it. I was like, you slippery fuck. God damn it. All right, who's going first on Star Love Goat? I will go first. The walk star star of the game. I've been back and forth between two people. Um, it's difficult, but jeez, I got to go Trayvon Diggs. I said I wasn't. I was going to go CD, but I'm going Trayvon Diggs. Fantastic game. Um, the closer, once again, had the fourth quarter tip. Obviously, the sick interception. Even PFF haters are coming around, but uh, yeah, another great game from from Mr. Diggs. I think it's like the fourth time I've picked him, but uh, what can I say? The man's, he earned it. He earned the man, it. The man's a the man's a star. The man's a star. Absolutely. 
All right, Mr. Love, who is the love oh, of the no. game? Let Andy go first. Oh, okay. All right, all right. The goat of the game. I, I too, uh, juggled between a couple guys, but uh, I landed on one Neville Gallimore. Uh, you know, this is a guy that when we drafted him. They were kind of like, okay, can this dude, you know, bolster the defensive line a little bit? Um, he had an awesome sack in this game and a sick tackle for loss. I love when the defensive line boys come to play. We need that interior defensive line so badly. Love seeing that guy step up. Um, and then I'm going to give my honorable mention to Deron Bland because you love seeing a rookie get a pick, man. Rookie picks are extra sweet. Uh, and so to be thrown into the fire due to injury, kind of a next man up situation with J. Lou going down. Deron Bland coming up with that pick was awesome. So those are my guys. But Neville Gallimore is the go to the game. Honorable mention goes to Deron. I love it. All right. Uh, like you guys, I also struggled with this. I've been thinking about it since the game ended because a lot of players did well. But there wasn't that mm -hmm. one player that really just took the team on his back and just made that difference that resulted in us winning. Lots of players just doing good. But at the end of the day, I have to give the love of the game to Dak Prescott for finally getting his bum ass off the field and letting this team play. God, <laughs> yes. Oh, oh my God. God. You know, uh, I respect, I respect living, I respect living the bit that hard. I really respect it. I res I love that. We're going to look back and be like, why the hell did Dak get a player of the game in week four? It's going to be great at the end of the year. Uh, honorable mention to CD and a third pat on the head to Diggs. <laughs> a pat on the head. <laughs> Ugh. I love it. I love it. All right, boys. I think uh, all we have left is book reports, right? D.D. Lamb in a row, though. That was that nasty, was dude. I also love seeing him get more physical. Like, he's starting to, like, like put his shoulder down and drive through guys, which I love to see. Like, get the more you can just do a Des Bryant impression, the more you pound your way into my heart. So. That's who I was going to give it to. That's okay. That was a shout out to um baby des mr michael gallup first uh, game yeah. back to get a how, touchdown that how was wholesome was that hug yeah. after the td between him and cd dude that was, that was so great. awesome dude i loved that moment it's very special i was happy for them boys so i think that's it for star love goat we'll move to book report for those who have not been following me andy and zach when we thought the season was over chose uh three really shitty teams to to follow and report on uh, maybe ascending teams. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> not, not, no. <laughs> maybe maybe not go. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I will start again. My team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. Last week, I, I said it was the, the rise of T-Dog, Trevor Lawrence. Um, fellas, with all great rises, also come falls. But you have to get back up. It's not a linear road. You're gonna you're gonna have some drop offs, and this was certainly a step backward for for T Dog. Um, just a tough game. Threw a pick, four fumbles lost, sacked four times, QBR thirteen, which hurts wasn't much better to be honest. Um, also, didn't throw to my boy Christian Kirk barely at all. Nine targets, only two catches, really hurt me in fantasy. Um, so I mean, on them would be a C minus only because they went out fourteen to zero. They had a pick six of Hertz. Then they scored on their first drive. Looked like they were going to win. And then they God, I really wanted got, it, dude. I really wanted that. Pretty much got house the rest of the game. Um, the Philly, yeah. Philly had fifty rush attempts for two hundred and ten yards and four touchdowns. It yeah, dude, my bonkers. dude, Miles Sanders went off, dude. Yes, I mean, golly, they let Hertz run sixteen times. That's nuts. 
Um, another good game from AJ Brown, five for ninety-five for the the Beagles. But uh, that's it. So uh, a, a C minus for my boys. They're still getting better. It's tough to win on the road, you know. But uh, they fall to two and two. Unfortunate. All right, who do you want to hear about next? The uh, the Houston Texans or the Atlanta Falcons, man? Uh, let me hear the Texans. You know, let's hear the AFC South, my my foe rival. So, man, the Texans, you know. They were really fired up to get their first win this week. They're 0-2-1. They started off the year with that horrendous tie. They'd lost two games since then. So this this week they were really they were really aiming for that first win of the year. They're playing the LA Chargers. They went out, they're on fire, they're jumping around in the tunnel, and then went out on the first drive and threw a fucking pick and got scored on. And it got ugly from there. Uh the Chargers ended up being up at one point. Uh, 27 to seven, uh, 21 to seven, 14 to zero. I mean, they were the Texans were kind of never in this game. Um, they ended up lose. They ended up the Chargers ended up winning 34 to 24. Um, so they they handled them very effectively. It was a you know a very pedestrian two touchdown game uh, from Justin Herbert. Um, but Eckler scored. Uh, Mike Williams put up 120 yards on these guys. So. I mean, Texans just did not have the firepower to go toe to toe with them. Um, Davis Mills, uh, just the a man that few even know is an NFL quarterback. He did throw through touchdowns, but also two interceptions. Um, the one bright spot for the Texans right now, honestly, is they have this running back, Damian Pierce, who's actually really fucking good. Uh, it reminds me of when Steven Jackson was on the St. Louis Rams, and he would rush for like a thousand yards every single year, and they'd win like two games. Um, this dude put up 131 yards and a touchdown on 14 carries on Sunday. So he got 14 touches and he rushed for nine yards a carry and they lost. So mm. basically got a first down every time he touched the ball, but they just, you know, when you're down by three touchdowns, you're just not going to be feeding the running back that often. He's really the only guy that came to play at all. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, ah, really ugly. So they dropped to 03 and one. Um, season's pretty much over for them i think that they are in the the cj stroud sweepstakes i hate that for your guys i hate that for them you know the city of houston cries dude they they cry for pimp c and they cry for this houston texas team so check back next week to see if they get their first win i i we can only hope so uh mr love your book report all right, well, once again, the Falcons managed to somehow sneak out a victory over the dreaded and feared Cleveland Browns. Now, they don't have a rapist on the field yet, so it's not too scary for everyone. But <laughs> That would have been awesome because wasn't Atlanta the team he almost went to as well? Yes, like, they wasn't almost treated him. Um, and I, what was great out. was on the Instagram picture where he was like, I'm so stoked to be a Brown in the background of the photo was an Atlanta Falcons Jersey on a chair. Like he like, clearly did not give a fuck. about going to Cleveland. It was so great. Instead, the Falcons have a uh, Mariotta who threw for a phenomenal seven out of 19 mm. for 139 Ooh. yards, no I, touchdowns I and one interception for a QBR of 26.5. So how do they win? Not by fucking throwing. They had 20 carries uh, with Tyler and uh, Algeria. I don't even know who that guy is. And Caleb Huntley. Cordell Patterson did not really do that well. But they still managed to rush for 202 yards. Nice. Drake London only had two catches out of the uh, seven. 
that I'm living vicariously through you because I, 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 I'm really loving the Drake London thing. I, I really love Drake London. The only two catches still had 17 yards though. Also, where's where's my boy Kyle Pitts? What are they doing with him, Zach? Uh, one for 25. Gosh, he's like four catches this season. <laughs> Good lord! Yeah, he, he has, he has ten, the whole game. So he has ten for one fifty on the year. That is not a good look for a generational talent like Kyle Pitts. Debo Samuel just did a Debo Samuel thing about seventy yard, fifty seven yard TD. So hell yes. Well, boys, I think I think we got oh, everything. So I'm, oh, sorry, one out too. Falcons have now brought themselves up to a two two record. Fuck going yeah. against the Buccaneers for a mm, Falcons Brady revenge game. Oh, I love that. I love that. Gosh, division rivals. That's got to be heated. Are they even in the same division? Yeah. Falcons and the Bucks. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah, I think shit. so. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Zach, you got to learn your division. It's that's a that's a minus. That's a that's a half letter grade draw. But it's and okay. You're still learning about your this. team. You're you're still you're still getting through the chapters, you know. Yeah, and dude, Zach has the best pros of any of us. His intro was awesome. I was I was fucking rude. That's true. He did get it does bump it back up. That's a fair point. Yeah. Well, look at dude, it looks like the Falcons are gonna end up being the winners of this uh little three dog book the book report championship, dude. It's gonna be close. I think we're two and two. We're gonna be we're gonna be battling, me and Z. As long as they can uh Find out how to not use Mariota as much as possible. They have a good chance he's, to win. And he's it's so crazy that he's that terrible. Cause man, I remember when like the whole like sweepstakes for Mariota, who's better, Mariota, who's the other guy? Was it Winston and Mariota? Winston, yeah. And dude, just like both of those guys have ended up being total bums. And I remember like Mariota's first game, I think he rushed for like 200 yards and threw for 200 yards or something. And people like threw for five touchdowns or something ridiculous. People were like, this kid's going to be a fucking all-star. The Titans are going to be lit. And he just devolved completely from there. Just a complete product of the Chip Kelly, like gimmick offense era of football. And he has regressed mean for sure. He did rush five times for three yards this game. So, as someone who started him in fantasy this week, I felt very sad. So, oh, never start him. Yeah, I think I'm going to start Cooper Rush this week. <laughs> yeah, your quarterbacks keep getting hurt. Well, it depends. Like, guess if Dak plays, I'll play Dak because he's not, he's already on my roster. See, if, I don't uh, want. We we both talked about this not too much. I don't want Dak, even if he's healthy. Don't bring him back to the Rams. Like yeah, I don't I, think that if we lose, it will be because of the quarterback. Here's I, I know that I know that he is probably at this point because he's definitely hearing the noise. He wants to come back early, right? And I think if we learned anything from the Tua Tagovailoa situation, it's like you just sometimes you have to protect guys from themselves. Like the Cowboys need to go to Dak and be like, "You are absolutely the starting quarterback of this team." It does not matter what happens on Sunday against the Rams. It doesn't matter if Cooper rests those 10 touchdowns. You're starting against the Eagles or whoever when you're ready. You got it. Just take it slow. You know what I mean? Because, like, I get it. Like, dudes feel dudes feel the pressure when there's national media talking about how the, these guys just play better for Cooper Rush. The Cowboys are rolling. Like, I get it. That can be weird. So, yeah, McCarthy and Moore and everybody else, Jerry Jones, need to go to Dak and just be like, you're good, chill. Because, man, it's 
one of the saddest moments of my f- adult football fandom career was watching what happened to Tua on Sunday. That was devastating. Well, I was going to make light of it. I was going to say, but it was sad. Me and for those of us that bet the Dolphins money line at a bar, where this is not a good play either. Dude, I mean, it's just like if you saw him the week before, right? Where like he's barely standing up. Like he's clearly like incredibly head, like tons of head trauma. It was a back injury. Okay. Yeah. My ass. (laughs) This guy didn't know where he was. And uh, you see the tweet where they're like, oh, yeah, on the way back on the plane home, he was watching McGrubber and laughing hysterically. I'm like, yeah, dude, and that's what everyone with head injury like does. Brain dude. Damage. Yeah, dude, for sure. Well, I will say McGrubber is fucking hilarious. That movie I fucking rules. It. It's guess. awesome. You should watch it. But, yes, like that is the behavior of like a 12-year-old. So, like. That does not disprove brain damage at all. Yeah, that would be like. He was no, seems I, like the kid they probably didn't let watch movies until he was like. Yeah, no kidding. 24. He's definitely he's definitely like seeing SpongeBob for the first time. It was like <laughs> it, it was like too racy for his household. <laughs> like, but yeah, man, it super sucks when you see that shit happen. So like sometimes yeah. you just gotta step into like save these guys from themselves. And like I do think like, you know, maybe this is my tinfoil hat, but like Dak probably rushed himself back last year when he wasn't totally all the way good. And I don't know if he was ever going to be all the way good, but I think he wanted to come back after a week and he probably could have used to, it would have been fine to let Cooper rush play the Broncos last year. It's fine to let Cooper rush play the Rams this week. Us, the difference between being like, you know, four and one and three and two is not that huge in the grand scheme of this season, especially when it's really going to come down to division games anyway. So, yeah, I do. I agree. I think we're going to need a good crush game to win because I just don't see the run game being able to do much. Yeah. So we'll see. Anything else, fellas? I think that's it. Any final thoughts? All right. Well, that's as always, if, you, if you've liked what you heard, please like, subscribe, leave a comment, uh, leave a rating. Uh, Read your type your horoscope into the chat box. Shoot us a tweet about your favorite uh, discontinued flavor of candy. Uh, you know, it, pretty much any interaction is fine by us. Um, we do so enjoy the attention and affection. Uh, we live for internet clout. So, um, yeah, feel free to interact with us in any way, shape, or form. Uh, we will be back next week uh, to review this Rams game we've been talking about and look forward to the real showdown of the for the crown of the NFC East here in the first half of the season with Philadelphia in Philly. Uh, so stay tuned for that. As always, I'm Andy Catelli. Benjamin Walker. Zachary Love. This has been Boys Will Be Boys. Take it easy. Peace.